Welcome to Serve Sustained, the podcast that explores the problems in our food system and the entrepreneurs working to solve them. I'm Liv. And I'm Olivia, the English one. Yes, we have the same name, but hopefully Liv and Olivia and our different accents are distinction enough. Together, we hope to show you that through innovation and determination, we can eat better for ourselves and the planet. So over the past decade, the rates of mental illness have skyrocketed. According to the National College Health Assessment, 29.5% of students have felt so depressed it was difficult to function in 2009, already a staggering number. But by 2018, it was up to 42%. Levels of anxiety showed a similar spike, up from 47.1% in 2009 to 63.5% in 2018. Hundreds of researchers have tried to explain this recent uptick, especially among college kids who are supposed to be having the time of their lives. Some point to social media and the lack of in-person interactions, others to capitalism and our culture's obsession with money. The truth is though, we don't really know. So until we do, what can we do to help people relax and enjoy without resorting to unhealthy methods such as alcohol, smoking, or binging? Meet Saul Brody, the 20-year-old founder and CEO of Lalo. Lalo is a sparkling lemon ginger drink infused with a secret ingredient, kava root extract, which naturally calms drinkers. What's even better? It only has 40 calories per a can. We've invited Saul to speak with us today about entrepreneurship, mental health, and of course, his stress-relieving work. Sol, it's a pleasure to have you with us, and we're very excited for you to kickstart our self-sustained expert interviews. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Great. So how about we get started? What is Kava Root, and how did you discover it? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually discovered Kava for the first time on a random trip to Fiji um, in high school. And, um, you know, I... I I was a high schooler, you know, going out and and looking for things to do. And I was asking the locals, what do you guys do for fun? How do you relax? How do you, you know, unwind after the work, after the workday is over? And um, they kept pointing to kava uh, and I had no idea what it was. Um, They favor it instead of alcohol or marijuana or any other, you know, type of narcotic. Um, And, you know, I was immediately intrigued and uh, kava has been consumed traditionally across a Micronesian and and uh, Polynesian islands for almost 3,000 years now. Um, and it's, it's a shrub, it's a root that they take and grind up and they use uh, lukewarm water and make a sort of tea out of it um, into a ceremonial, uh, traditionally wooden carved bowl. And um, you sit around in a circle. Um, traditionally, the, you know, the, the tribe or um, you know, the, the tribal leader would begin the ceremony um, and they say a prayer and go around drinking out of coconut shells. Um, until, as the Fijians like to say, they walk like a crab. So kava, you know, to talk a little bit about the ingredient, um, it has some, some really spectacular properties. It's a pain reliever, muscle relaxant, anti-insomniac. Um, it reduces anxiety and it actually boosts mental clarity. And that last part is really interesting because um, as opposed to alcohol, which impairs mental processing, this is actually giving you an elevated mental state. You're thinking clearly. Um, so kind of the, the anecdotal story that, you know, that I'll share with you guys is my very first time drinking this, um, you know, it was 
it was so steeped in culture and, and I didn't really know what was going on. And I just I kept drinking, kept drinking. And, um, you know, to be perfectly transparent, kava in its authentic form looks and tastes a lot like dirt. And, um, you know, that's not me being lazy. Um, that's the closest comparison that I can find for it. So, um, so I was feeling a little bit out of my element. I didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, you know, the first thing that kava does is it really starts numbing your mouth. You get the, these, this funny tingle in your mouth, um, kind of like a strong, um, you know, like peppermint or something. Um, and, uh, and then you just feel your body start to relax and start to, um, you know, feel you feel looser and, and calmer. Um, and then you kind of get this heady rush where, um, you know, you're, you're thinking clearly. And, and again, so I was, I was at dinner actually with my family and um, we were playing a trivia game. I was able to answer the questions I would normally be able to answer. I wasn't slurring my words. I was, I was feeling great, you know, just kind of melting into my chair. They had no idea. And, um, and then after we had a, we were going on a bike ride and, uh, and I got up and, and soon realized I could not bike at all. Um, I couldn't pedal. I couldn't, you know, stand straight. I couldn't balance. Um, and I was after rolling around on, you know, on the gravel for a little bit, my family is like, okay, you know, tell us what you took and what you did. Um, and, you know, and that really began, well, and, and, and I should mention right after that, I had an incredible night's sleep and woke up without any hangover at all. So after that first experience, I was fascinated with this ingredient. And I started um, pouring myself into research and found um, some, some remarkable, you know, the, the properties are remarkable, but um, lots of things have great properties. They also have big, uh, you know, side effects, right, or trade-offs. And so that's what I was concerned about with kava. But um, to my surprise and, and really to my delight, I found out um, it's all natural. It's non-addictive. You cannot overdose. Um, it helps you go to sleep. It does not, um, you know, cause any sort of insomnia. Um, as opposed to alcohol, it's much, much safer for your liver. Um, and so from that point, it was really, how do we take this tried and true ingredient and share it with the world in a, you know, in a form that's um, a little bit more accessible than going through the whole um, ceremony? Because either, Olivia, if I told you guys, you know, um, I have I've found this incredible new relaxation ingredient. All you need to do is go home and take some powder that you have to import from a foreign country and then grind it up and make a tea out of it and then, you know, drink a bunch of it and whatever and then you'll feel it, right? It doesn't sound so relaxing after all. So we're just trying to bridge that gap um, and, and allow people to appreciate uh, really a staple of uh, Micronesian and Polynesian culture. Uh, so how is COVID different from CBD, THC, and are there any FDA regulations? Yeah, absolutely. So, so kava has kind of an interesting health history. Um, as I said, it's been used uh, for thousands of years in, in these island nations where it's indigenous. Um, it's actually used quite commonly in Hawaii. So a lot of the debate in the kind of the kava regulation has been, um, you know, the, I think it was 1959, that um, the FDA started classifying food additives and then common foods. Um, and Hawaii was admitted into the union around that time. So because kava had been consumed um, traditionally in Hawaii, but not on the US mainland, there's a little bit of contention. Um, with that being said, um, kava is on the rise now. Um, exports are increasing from places like Vanuatu and Samoa and Fiji. Um, there are actually seven kava bars in New York City. They're ones popping up in California. It's really exciting for um, kind of the kava industry. 
you know, without, without bashing CBD, um, you know, or, or some of our kind of those competing functional products, um, you know, I think that the, the best way that I can kind of uh, explain it to you is you need between 300 and 600 milligrams of CBD to decrease anxiety for clinical studies. And um, that's, that's a good amount of CBD. For instance, um, a, a can of, of this, you know, of a CBD product that you might find in the supermarket contains usually 10 to 15 milligrams. So to put that in perspective, you would need to drink 30 cans in one sitting. Uh, which I don't know if you could do physically with that much liquid. So, uh, it, you know, it, requ it requires a lot of commitment with uh, CBD to actually get the effects that you're looking for. With THC and with alcohol as well, um, these are both products that you really, really need to commit to, right? It's very hard to smoke marijuana. It's very hard to smoke marijuana without getting high, right? And it's very hard to drink alcohol without getting drunk right? Unless you're, you know, you're keeping it very, very small. And um, what, what I believe and what the, the team at Lalo believes is that not everyone wants to jump to such extremes all the time, right? Um, in the same way that there are many ways to get yourself to, you know, for instance, if, you're, if you want to feel more focused or uh, more attentive, right? There are many steps that you can take on the way to something like Adderall or prescription medication, right? You have coffee, you have soda, you have tea, you have Red Bull or Monster or Five Hour Energy. There are many products, right, um, geared towards, towards uh, focusing and act active movement, let's say. Um, Conversely, on the, the relaxation side, there are very few products, right? You have uh, alcohol, marijuana, illegal for, you know, certain states, certain age groups, um, definitely not the healthiest options for you. Um, and then you have things like melatonin, um, which again, it's you're committing to going to sleep. There's really no um, pleasure or enjoyment from that interaction with the product. Um, and so we're hoping to occupy uh, a space um, in this emerging industry, which I, we truly believe is emerging, the relaxation industry, um, and to fit in that nice uh, kind of, you know, uh, soda to coffee area. Um, and, and in the same way that, you know, you or I might wake up and instinctively make ourselves a cup of coffee or get a tea, something like that to get our day going. We envision Lalo as, uh, as a thing that you're, you're buying at the end of the workday, you're drinking to calm yourself down to really settle into, um, you know, into your home and into a relaxing evening. Yeah, that's very interesting. So I, uh, going back to your points about CBD, THC, alcohol, and like FDA regulations. So I saw that in in the early 2000s, a few countries did actually ban Kava products, such as Germany, UK, because of um, supposed like implications on the liver. Uh, yeah. Germany actually repealed their ban because there wasn't enough evidence to actually sufficiently justify the ban. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? And do you have concerns about the US imposing regulations in the future? How do you guys think about this? So that's, and I was going to mention that earlier um, when I was talking about kind of the, the FDA regulations, but um, in, in the late 90s, uh, 1990s, the uh, kava industry was booming and exports were up from all of these uh, from island nations. Uh, actually, as late as 2001, Sobe, Snapple, and Vitamin Water, three major drink players in the U.S. market, were all developing relaxation products containing kava. Um, as you mentioned, in 2002, Switzerland and Germany led a joint study into the health effects of kava um, and linked it to, I believe, 22 or 23 cases of liver disease, um, which was uh, 
not good for the cob industry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2002, the FDA placed a consumer advisory warning. Western Europe shut down um, a lot of their imports, um, you know, and there was a lot of, uh, quite frankly, fear and skepticism around the ingredient. Um, and what you saw after that was maybe a decade, a decade and a half of uh, relative stagnancy in, in the kava market. Um, and, uh, but people started asking, well, how can, for instance, 800,000 Fijians drink this stuff in copious amounts twice a day um, from literally infants to the very, very elderly and not exhibit any increased signs of liver disease, right? Um, and so the World Health Organization actually in 2016 revisited um, those studies and, uh, and they found a couple things. One, the people who, were, who had contracted liver disease while consuming kava were unfortunately also consuming a, a lot of alcohol and a lot of prescription medications. Um, some would say that prescription medications and alcohol alone is not a good combination for you and that kava is not really the real culprit here. Um, secondly, they established that the risk of contracting any sort of liver disease from kava is less than one in a million as compared to um, alcohol, you know, uh, liver disease from alcohol like liver cirrhosis, um, which is much higher, around 20%. Um, and the third thing that they established is that in, um, in clinical doses, um, kava is an effective and safe um, anti-anxiety um, ingredient. It's an anxiolytic. Um, and so that, uh, that 2016 WHO um, kind of addendum really helped the kava industry out. And um, there has been, as I said, a surge again. Uh, now you're really seeing kava pick back up in the States. Um, as you mentioned, Germany has repealed their ban. Now I believe the only country that outlaws kava entirely is Poland. Um, yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, but we're going to talk to them eventually. Um <laughs> And yeah, and, and so uh, t- to answer the latter half of your question uh, regarding kind of, um, uh, you know, future regulations or limitations surrounding kava, um, I think, that, well, that's the most important part of my job, right? It's that um, we need to have a premium ingredient supply chain that is, uh, you know, facilitating like, um, um or, or that is that is delivering upon our promise for a healthy and safe product. Um, you know that we are working with the right manufacturers. Um, we source all of our kava directly from Vanuatu. Um, it's uh, and and actually after that um, 2002 um, kind of fiasco uh, with Switzerland and Germany, um, Vanuatu was uh, was a pioneer in the kava industry in um, in improving their regulatory systems. Um, in ensuring quality for all of their, their exports. Um, and so in general, uh, and fingers crossed, of course, I think that, um, that we're actually at the cusp of Kava's big rise um, and hopefully not uh, in the final twilight years before its demise. That's awesome. Uh, so you mentioned WHO did their studies and said in clinical doses, uh, there is no harm. So what would a clinical dose be? Right. So um, the key for kava is not the kava extract. It's actually the kava lactones. Those are the key chemical ingredient, which are providing an anxiolytic effect. Um, and it, is, it has been shown in, in multiple studies, there's actually a good deal of literature on kava, um, that between 250 and 280 milligrams of kava lactones um, decreases anxiety. And uh, which is why, to go back to my point about CBD, um, 
a can of CBD has 10 milligrams, right? You need to drink 30 of those to decrease your anxiety or to relax. Um, with Lalo, we can we have 250 milligrams of kava lactones per can. And our slogan is calm in a can because we truly believe that when you drink our product, even just one time, you will really um, kind of reach that, that relaxed, soothing um, feeling that, that you're looking for and that we all need in the day to balance this out. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking back to your point about the CBD products and having to drink that much to try and get the effect <laughs> is not ideal. So having it all in one can uh, yeah, it's definitely a great selling point for the product. And speaking of cans, we were just wondering, so what does Lalo mean? And why did you decide to go with a sparkling lemon soda over other CPG, such as a tea, a supplement, or a chocolate? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I think the, well, let's see, Lalo first. Um, Lalo is, is like it sounds, it's laying low, it's hanging out, it's letting the day come to you. Um, we in no way are promoting laziness or you know, ineffectiveness or anything like that. It's more that um, I think the most productive people realize that they need to take breaks um, every once in a while and that they can't be going at 100 miles an hour every second of the day. And um, in many ways, Lalo is a counterbalance to an industry that is already uh, so well established in our lives. And you were talking about those mental health statistics. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's a coincidence that every single day people get up and put so much caffeine into their bodies um, and just go, 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 go. And then, uh, you know, to, to balance that out or to offset it, um, you know, they're turning to, uh, you know, illegal or, or harmful substances. Um, it's, it leads to a stress culture. It, it, um, and, uh, and hopefully that is, is the real problem that we're trying to address here for people where it's, you don't have to sacrifice, you know, your diet or your health um, or your day or your productivity to be able to get a, a little kernel of relaxation when you need it. Um, and in terms of, sorry, the, uh, the second question was about why uh, soda. Okay. Well, I, I think number one, it's, uh, as I mentioned with kind of with melatonin, right? There, there are lots of products or, um, you know, supplements where you can pick them up and you can take a pill and you can get some sort of effect. And that's great. Um, but we don't believe that that's very fun. We don't believe that that's very social. Um, and for instance, uh, think about all, you know, maybe you went out in college, maybe you didn't. Some people do, you know, you go out one night and you're with your friends and, you know, maybe you have a little bit too much to drink and you're hungover the next morning and you, there's some, some event going on that night and you want to go out again. You don't want to stay in your room. You want to participate, but you know that you have homework to do on Sunday. Right. And you know, you go to that bar and you, you want to participate. You want to be socially lubricated. You want to get into the moment. You want to be able to drink something, right, with your friends. Um, this is the perfect compromise between those two things um, where you can still uh, very much engage in the world around you um, in a very comfortable way and, you know, in a way that I think tastes really good. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with that being said, though, um, we are absolutely looking to expand our product line um, to include um, you know different foods we are, we're working on different flavors right now um, this lemon ginger you know sparkling uh, kind of kind of prototype for us is is really the base and we're going to grow and expand from there hopefully um, the key is that you know we need to 
because it's a new it's a new ingredient and it's a new concept. Um, we need to establish trust with the consumer, um, you know, that that we can actually deliver upon our promise of relaxation. Um, once we have, you know, uh, assured. The, the, the consumer market about that, um, the, the possibilities are truly limitless for us. Yeah, so I guess thinking, you mentioned like allowing people with really busy schedules just take a break and not always being on the rush and go, go, go. So you came from like a highly competitive school, Columbia, and during your time, how did you deal with the stresses of such a competitive school? And do many of your peers struggle with mental health? And if so, how do they typically cope? Yeah, I, I would say that I, <laughs> I cope with stress not well. Um, and I don't think that very many people do uh, at Columbia or, um, or, you know, in colleges in general. It's a lot of responsibility that's thrown at you um, all of a sudden uh, at a, you know, at a young point in your life when you still have a lot to learn. And, uh, and then you throw really rigorous schoolwork on top of that and a stress culture where everyone's trying to get the best job and get into the best graduate school. and uh, and again, it's, you know, that people say like, uh, work hard, play hard. And, uh, that works for one cycle. You can work hard and play hard, but it's very hard to work hard after you play hard that first time. Right. Again, one of these, the big problems we're trying to address here is that there's no outlet for people who want something in the middle, right? It's either, you know, it's drink your Red Bull in the morning, drink your coffee, study super hard and then go out and binge drink at night, right? That's a lot of, of what American college culture has, has developed into, unfortunately. And, um, I, you know, we don't think that it's healthy. We don't think that it's making people happy, most importantly. Um, so, so again, this is not, uh, our goal is not to replace alcohol. Our goal is not to, you know, uh, replace the, the ways that people, you know, like to unwind when they're in that mood. Um, it's just to present them with another option. Um, one that's a little bit more health conscious, um, and a little less, um, of a, of a commitment for them. And then we were just wondering what was the biggest challenge in getting Lalo off the ground and how did you fund this? It's funny. It's funny that I get to tell this story now um, because I think I was I was maybe ten years old, and for for my birthday present, my dad gave me um, a little bit of money in an in an investment account, and he said, you know, if you spend half as much time investing as you do like chasing around girls and playing video games, then by the time you're twenty or thirty and you want to start something of your own, um, you'll have built up, you know, a little bit of something and um and it's true and so and i invested and i worked um and i i saved my money and with the uh it was about twenty five thousand dollars to my name um and i i spent that all on development um i created the logo i got the name trademarked i basically assembled the bare bones of the company um and you know and got prototypes and at that point i took it uh I took it to investors and, um, and it's been, it's worked out so far, uh, hopefully, you know, and, and the biggest challenge, uh, I don't want to be, um, kind of lame and say COVID, but that was definitely a big challenge because we, uh, our, our first production run coincided with the week where, uh, New York started, uh, you know, getting bad and, and Columbia evicted us from campus. So I had set up my entire uh, supply chain on the East Coast in New York for easy access. And then all of a sudden found my entire team displaced across the country and uh, myself personally in Los Angeles. So, um, 
uh, and secondly, um, our entire uh, our entire launch strategy was predicated upon college campuses. Um, we had uh, 10 or 11 retailers at Columbia who were going to carry our product. Um, in early March, we had uh, events at multiple venues um, with you know hundreds or thousands of people. We had a deal set up with a Harvard advocate. Um, you know, actually we, and so there were, we, we were, uh, you know, aiming to, to really tap into our infrastructure and our networks in these college campuses that we know so well. Um, and especially, you know, we feel like this is a product which, which appeals to kind of a new age, um, more health conscious crowd. And, um, so then COVID broke out and colleges were the one place where no one was. So we had to, and of course our retailers, you know, had to temporarily close down. So we had to transition to a completely direct to consumer platform um, via our website. Um, and, you know, the, I think that one of the main challenges is it's, it's expensive to ship liquid across the United States. Each 12 ounce can um, weighs three fourths of a pound. Um, so, you know, of course we can't sell just one unit. So you imagine even a six pack, you're getting up to four or $5. Um, and if you're shipping from New York, you know, it, uh, and a customer in California is, uh, is a significant cost on, on our, uh, on our logs. Um, the other, the, the one thing I'd kind of add to that is the point where, where Layla really started, um, gaining some traction, uh, was the point where I stopped second guessing myself and kind of. And not that I'm, I, you know, not to disregard other people's feedback. The customer is always right and feedback is paramount. Um, but, but more to say, I'm putting my foot in the ground. This is a good idea and I can do this. And um, whatever the feedback is, we're going to adapt and we're going to get better. But I'm not quitting on this, essentially. I mean, that's a great piece of advice for any young entrepreneur. Just believe in your product or your service and you gotta go gun, guns ho about it. Yeah, um, well, you know, if you don't believe in it, no one else is going to believe in it at first, right? You need, absolutely. To, you need to show, and you need to show people something. That's the other thing. It was, uh, you know, you can talk a lot about your product and how great it's going to be and what it's going to look like, but until you can put something in front of someone's face and say, drink this, try this, um, you know, it, it's, uh, there's a level of, of, of disbelief that it's going to happen. And I guess thinking back to COVID, I mean, this doesn't seem like it's going to go away for a while. And we're not going to have the social gatherings we once thought we were going to have next year. So in thinking of your marketing campaign, how are you adjusting? Are you looking for um, platforms such as Instagram or Amazon to try and be your selling platform for this product? Certainly, yeah. We are um, very much focused on digital marketing right now. I think it's uh, essential to any company uh, in this day and age to stay competitive. Um, you know, with we are still very much uh, looking at, at um, getting into college campuses, um, the ones that are returning. Um, I think the uh, challenge right now is that everyone's kind of in a different place um, and everyone's treating the situation differently. Um, but, you know, for... For Lalo and for us, it's uh, it's unique because it, this is our first time doing it, right? This is my first time running a company, and uh, it's also my first time experiencing a global pandemic. And it's hard at times to put your finger on: is this going wrong because of the pandemic, or is it going wrong because of a mistake that I made or that someone on my team made? And when our supplier says that there's a delay, is it really because of COVID, or is it because they're just you know they're 
they're not the most efficient supplier. Um, and kind of being able to delineate those two different things um, is, uh, you know, something that we're working on and, and trying to improve on. I think that, um, you know, for, for all businesses, um, for ours, you know, especially, um, as you said, Olivia, we can't wait for this to go away. We have to find a way to make it work for us. Um, thankfully, it's a relaxation drink and people are quite stressed out these days. So we believe that there's still a market. Um, it's, it's just finding the right ways to, uh, to get the product to people. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people right now working double the hours and extremely stressed, being at home, having your office in your room. There's just, there's no time to just get away and really disconnect from work. So, I mean, Lalo sounds like a great break from work for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to trying my first one. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, uh, I think people as they are in one place, they're becoming more conscious of what they put into their bodies because it's, you know, it's more isolated now. Um, and, and, you know, you kind of develop routines and some people have maybe developed good routines. Other have, others have developed bad routines. Um, you know, we, we just want to, um, you know, I, I think white claw sales were up 232% or something crazy like that. So, um, you know, there are products that are, are navigating this and navigating it well. Um, and, um, you know, and yeah, we, we, I'm working on it guys. I'm working on it. <laughs> so if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before starting all of this, what would it be? I think maybe that you don't have to get it right the first time, every time. And what I mean by that is, um, in the consumer, you know, goods industry, um, in, in business in general, uh, you know, we live in a world with 7 billion people or whatever, 8 billion now. And uh, a lot of different people can help you out in different ways. And there are a lot of talented people out there. And it's really easy to get myopic and to think, oh my gosh, I have to work with this one company because, you know, so-and-so said that they were the best or because they have a really pretty logo or whatever it is. But the reality is there are tens, if not hundreds of similar services. And, um, and for me, it was, it was getting over that of, you know, I, it, I'm gonna write down this whole plan of exactly how I want it to go and everything's going to be picture perfect. And instead getting into the mindset where I'm going to iterate and then I'm never going to stop iterating, right? Even if the product is not perfect the first time, I can't, that's, it, that's still good because someone can tell me why it's not perfect. Um, and it's far better to have something in your hand that you can be critiqued for than it is to sit at home and in your mind try to eliminate all the possible errors um, and wait to get that first version out. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I, I wouldn't have listened to myself, um, you know, when I was starting out at that point too, because I, I, was, I was truly convinced, you know, that um, the business plan needed to be, you know, immaculate and and we couldn't make a false step or whatever and then you know and then COVID hit and it just kind of shows you that um you know you can plan as much as you want but if you can't react then uh you're probably not going to get very far so thanks very much for taking the time to speak with Liv and I today and to our listeners if you'd like to get your hands on a pack of Lalo yourself head to drinklalo.com you deserve to relax during these stressful times and Lalo's here to help you do it until next time, happy eating.
and drinking. 